0: sue bird in new york for the final time i'll give you my observations you'll hear from sue everything that she experienced you'll experience locked on women's basketball starts now you are locked on women's basketball your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hi there and happy Monday. Welcome to another week of Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Megdal reminding you, you can Listen to us every day, just like this. We thank you for making us your first listen. Make sure you subscribe. Let people know. You can get us on YouTube. You can get us everywhere. Podcasts are found. The price, free. Pretty good. We'll be with you every weekday this week. As always, make sure you're also following all the work that we are doing covering women's basketball at thenexthoops.com. Again, support what we're doing $9 $9 a month, $72 a year for over 100 reported pieces every single month from an incredible staff. And you can join the staff, by the way, for a live watch party tomorrow night, June 21st, over at Playback. Make sure you go to getplayback.com room slash the next sign up our Playback watch party. Tomorrow night, 7 p.m., join us. We're going to be watching, of course, Dallas versus Atlanta. A lot to talk about from those two teams. It was uh, an emotional afternoon for everyone Sunday at Barclays Center. Sue Bird, greatest point guard in the history of this sport, probably going to be the greatest point guard in the history of this sport for as long as I'm covering. She played her final game in New York, the Syosset New York native in front of friends and family, in front of a loud crowd that typically is pro-Liberty, but definitely was pro-Sue as well. Enjoyed what was start to finish a remarkable game. Eighty-one seventy-two. Seattle ends up winning a lot to get into, and we will. We'll talk to Jackie Powell. We'll be talking to M. Adler. But let's not make this about Storm versus Liberty on this day. It was about Sue being honored. Sue, of course, announced her retirement. We talked to Jacqueline LeBlanc about it on the show on Friday. Uh, If you want to go back, you can hear Jacqueline was in the room where Sue first answered questions about it. Well, I'm going to take you inside the room itself. M. Adler and I walked on down with a handful of other excellent reporters to hear what Sue had to say. So here, without further ado, Sue Bird in her own words from a night from an afternoon in New York. You're listening to Lockdown Women's Basketball. All right. We are ready to begin with Sue. Um will open it up with questions from our Zoom. To start, we'll bounce back and forth between the two, but uh, Percy Allen, can you kick us off? Percy, go ahead. Got it. Hey, Sue, I'm just wondering, um, just uh, if you could uh, describe, I guess, the, the uh, feelings and emotions that you're feeling just uh, being in that arena and then to, to, to walk off that court with a win and to score your final basket there, all of it.
1: Yeah. um, You know, it's no Kobe Bryant dropping 60, but um, (laughs) it feels pretty good. I think I would have, to be honest, it it wasn't about the game. Um, It wasn't about how I played. It was just really about soaking it all in, enjoying the moment, um, knowing there are people here that, you know, like I've said to everybody already, but knowing that there are people here that have been so instrumental in my journey to get to where I'm sitting right now. It was really about that, you know? And then of course, once the ball gets tipped, you play to win. Um, I would have taken the win. Even if I had zero points, zero assists, you know, 10 turnovers, I would have been thrilled. It wouldn't have mattered. Uh, the fact that, you know, I hit that last shot is, is almost, um, it just can put a smile on, on I know on my face, and I think I could put a smile on everybody's face knowing I hit my last shot here in, in New York. So it's, um, I could, I, to be honest, like I said, I joked about Kobe Bryant. Yeah, a fairy tale ending would have been 30 points and 20 assists, but this felt pretty much like a fairy tale. So I'm gonna take it.
0: That is so cool. Hey, I'm gonna imagine that you're gonna go through this about at least nine more times. Just uh, did this give you a sense of kind of what the rest of the season is going to be like?
1: A little bit. I don't think anything will be like it was today, um, just given that I'm from here. Um, given that I know so many people in the stands who are so close to me. So this this is always gonna be a little different or always was gonna be a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I guess it is a, a, a taste, a taste of what's to come. Um, I keep joking, I'm like, I don't really know what I signed up for. So we're all just gonna be winging it up here. Um, but I do wanna give a special thank you to the New York Liberty. They were amazing just in you know helping me secure tickets, helping my family you know, feel important today, the way I feel important today, um, and they were just great all around. Obviously, the the video they played was extremely touching. Shout out to Rashonda Gray. She uh, saw that I was getting choked up a little bit when Megan popped up there, and she caught me. She's like, no, no crying, not today. So, um, but yeah, the New York Liberty is obviously a first class organization, um, so it's, it's, I'm just really thankful for that.
0: Awesome, so thank you. No
1: problem.
0: Thanks, Percy. Uh, Jeff Brown, and then we'll go to take some in the room. Yeah, just, uh, obviously Gabby had a phenomenal performance yeah. in this game was a huge, you know, scoring for you guys. Just talk about her performance and what she can do out there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, for Gabby, for Bree, for Tel, for Rashonda. I mean, these are still players that are getting, you know, used to being here and getting used to our systems and getting comfortable. And I think for Gabby, I mean, we actually talked about this, um, yesterday, the two of us had breakfast and, um. She has a really unique skill set, right? And that skill set is special. There's a lot of special skills within that. But you have to be on a team that's going to allow her to shine in those ways. And you have to be in a system that is going to allow her to shine in those ways. And I think this was a, a step in that direction. I think for the first part of the season, it's been trying to figure out, you know, how can we get Gabby going? Where can we exploit mismatches with Gabby? And today she basically told on herself you know, she showed us what, what she's able to do. Um, And that's the kind of beyond that, that's the kind of energy that, that we're going to need from her in order to have a chance at a championship. She's a really important piece of the puzzle. So this was a great step in that direction. Um, You know, I don't think it's, it's any surprise that, a lot of teams in this league who had new rosters are taking a second to get used to things, right? The New York Liberty is actually a great example. I'm sure a lot of people wrote them off early because they lost some games. It takes a second when you have new players and, and we're no different, even though we have championship pedigree. Um, so again, you know, Gabby showed, showed uh, a lot today and I, and I hope we can just continue to build on that. Let's go in the room,
0: uh, do you want to start? So you mentioned that Rashawn kind of kept you there at the end Yeah. I mean how do you do that how do you keep the emotion out of it before the game video they present you with the yeah yeah <laughs> like, how do you do that and then okay I have to play a game now
1: you just do i mean i think it's just years of compartmentalizing right like that's kind of what big games are pushing aside personal things um You know, I've joked, I've like broken up with people the days before games. It's like, it's, it's like your lives don't stop, right? Just because you're athletes, your lives don't stop. There's deaths in families. There's um, other moments where you have to compartmentalize. And this has been, I basically, I guess I've been practicing for this my whole career, (laughs) just being able to push emotion aside and focus. But to be honest, once the ball gets tipped, I mean you don't, it, there's just no noise. There's no, there's no literal noise. And then there's none of that other noise. Like I don't even hear as an athlete, not just me, I think all of us, you don't even hear the music. I had, my nieces were like, their minds were blown. You don't hear the music. I was like, no, I don't hear it. Cause you're just so in the game. Um, so it's, it's not that difficult, but obviously when a video is being played, it took someone to make me laugh to, to hold it in.
0: And to just follow up, you mentioned the noise. I mean,
1: hit the three you were out of the game you after know, the timeout yeah. heard that noise i reaction. did that i heard that i heard um well i looked up i saw my face on the jumbotron i was like oh <laughs> um yeah no that was special i mean even for new york to, to the liberty to do that you know i really couldn't have written this any better it's it's been it's been a really fun day and it's only two o'clock <laughs> so i have a lot more fun coming
0: Lockdown Women's Basketball is brought to you by Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest developments, league reviews and news, including this year's WNBA slate and, of course, Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports and more. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on your favorite sports and events, including boxing and golf, and across the women's sports landscape. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, Howard, go ahead. <laughs> so you, you talked about how much you know. various people were meant to you mm-hmm. in this period of time. What is the significance of how much you and Megan have meant to so many people, and have you felt that more in the last few days? Have you guys discussed sort of how you handle that, um, you know, at this point in both of your careers as icons as much as players?
1: Right, yeah, I think what's been really cool about the last couple days is the different people that have come up to me and shared a story, showed me a picture of when, you know, something we took probably like 10, 15 years ago um, on social media, having people kind of share those types of sentiments. um, That's been really cool, you know, it's kind of a chance for everyone to, I guess, you know, what's funny is like the fans have given us as athletes so much through the years. They support us, they cheer for us, they, you know, buy tickets, buy our jerseys, they're they're always there. And so these interactions, um, they're they're giving us even more, but, it, it means so much to hear these personal stories, right? To actually come in contact with 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 people like that. So it's been it's been a fun 48 hour, however many days it's been actually. It's been fun.
0: And just to follow up, is there a favorite story you've heard or favorite, uh,
1: favorite story? story? I uh, know it's hard to choose. I'll think, yeah, I'll, I don't know, nothing, okay. yeah. Uh you no, know, oh, the
0: question. That was <laughs> gotcha. uh, I was gonna say. Got I'll put the standard here. What would you say in the
1: most honest memorial playing against the kids? Yeah. I mean, this one will go down for sure. (laughs) Usually the game's not all about you, you know? Um, so this is unique. Um, gosh, um, the ones that come to mind, I, I hit a game winner at the garden one year, like basically at the buzzer, a couple seconds left. Um, I don't remember what record I, I broke, but I think I broke a record at the garden one year, maybe like most threes or not most threes. I don't have that one, obviously, but something. Or maybe it wasn't a record. I, like, hit maybe, like, a thousand threes, something like that. You guys look that up. Um, so I've had, I've actually had, like, some some pretty special moments. I've also stunk it up at the Garden. So <laughs> there's that. Um, but most of my memories are surrounded by, like, what I'm going to do after the game. Uh, just to follow up, being from uh, New York, what would you say mm-hmm. separates from Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of funny. It's, like, talking about being from New York. Obviously, I'm from Syosset, so I'm not quite, you know, on the streets, in the parks. That's not really my story. But the one thing I'll say is, um, I think mental toughness is something that we all have. You know, even though I didn't grow up, you know, in Queens, I I played on my AU team there starting in in like fifth grade. Um, Obviously, I went to Christ the King. And I think just being around that culture, that New York City basketball culture, we're all really mentally tough. Your mom talked about, you know, taking you to the garden as a Mm -hmm. kid. Yep. She used the phrase that she was basically your chaperone yeah um just what
0: was it like for you to go to games in her what memories do you
1: have and oh yeah i mean i saw michael jordan when he was like it was either his rookie or his second year i have to go back in the archives to get that from my dad um and i remember him warming up and everybody like there was like a buzz um but at the time my favorite player was um kenny skywalker So I was just like, totally, I would like stare at him watch him warm up, but to me going to the garden that always represented professional sports, right? Like that was synonymous for me. So we grew up, grew up Knicks fans, went to games when we could, um, and then the Liberty come to town. And I remember going even, um, yeah, I, I definitely went the first year, but even when I was in college where if I was in New York, I'd make sure I checked out a game. And then, of course, once UConn players started graduating, I was always going to the Liberty games to watch when their teams came to town. Um, so just so many memories are, you know, so many professional basketball memories are intertwined with, um, you know, with the Garden, with the Knicks, with the Liberty. Obviously, now they're in Brooklyn. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> like, couldn't they be called the Brooklyn Liberty so we can keep it open to have a New York Liberty? No, I'm joking. They're doing an amazing job here. It's, that's not shade at all. Um, Let me take a couple more from the Zoom. Like, just what happens if the Knicks want a team? What are they called? (laughs) Do you guys know? (laughs) Dilemma. This is a dilemma. (laughs) This is a big dilemma.
0: Let's go to Christos.
1: Uh, Christos, go ahead. Hey, sure. Hope you're doing well. The previous game was in Connecticut. Today you played in uh, New York. From an emotional standpoint, how special were the last days for you? Yeah, really special. Um, In some ways, I was kind of bummed that my last game in New York was going to happen so early. It feels early in the season still. I guess it's not that early, but it was going to be one of the first places um, that I was going to play for the last time, right? That's now done for me in Dallas, and now New York was second. So there was there was a small part of me that was a little bummed that that's how the schedule worked out. Um, but at the same time, I, don't, I actually don't think it could have been any better given that I was able to now- announce while I was in Connecticut, share that, with um, you know the fans there, but also some friends and family that were able to come, and then turn around and come down here and do the same thing. So it's been a whirlwind. I mean, I've definitely shed a lot of tears. Um, some some are sad, some are happy, everything in between. Um, but it's been it's been so enjoyable, so enjoyable. And I, I I mean, I wasn't going to announce. I mean, can you believe it? Now I'm like <laughs> that would have been crazy not to. <laughs> this has been amazing. <laughs> But I'm asking like, at the end of the year, though, right? <laughs> I'm be, like, and also, do you believe that uh, the league is in good hands about the future of this, uh, of this league, about Sabrina, the Sun has a great team? Do you feel that this league is in good hands about the future? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the talent is incredible. Um, and I said this earlier, but I'm really looking forward to being a fan. I, I fully expect myself to be a Seattle and New York resident I fully expect that I'll have season tickets to both games, uh, both teams. Um, and I'm looking forward to watching a Sabrina grow, right? I mean, even though she's in her third year, she had a rough start with injuries. So it's really, she's really just getting going. So what is that going to look like? Um, another favorite of mine is Enrique You know, now she's at that point where it's like, ooh, is she going to turn the corner and take this Dallas, Dallas team through the playoffs? You know, um, and I think it's it's even more fun for me as a fan because I've lived it. I've obviously played in all these um, in this league for so long and I've played in all the tough games so I know what it takes so it's going to be fun to watch all these players kind of evolve before our eyes. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. You're going to be a good analyst too. Thank you very much.
0: Uh, I let's go to, Landon. Uh, going to go ahead, Landon. Hey Sue I got two quick ones for you. Um, you have a upcoming coaching duties in uh, the Champions of Change event coming up on the 26th. Can you talk about that? Um, Just being Mm -hmm. one of the legends to, you know, grace that event. And then the next one is uh, Steph just joined you with championships uh, for the um, for winning the championship. Um, Can you talk about that as well?
1: Sure. Um, yeah, I'm very excited for that game in Seattle. For those that don't know, they're doing like a celebrity game in Seattle. Um, and even though we're sitting here talking about how I'm from New York and, and all the good things and all the connections that I have here, Seattle's also my my home. And I feel like I've grown up there as well. And I feel very much a part of that basketball culture as well. So it's really exciting to, I mean, look at those names, you know what I'm saying? It's like all the greats, all the OGs from Sean Kemp to Gary Payton, and then you got Jamal. and I mean, it's just everybody. So Um, Jamal told me once that I'm like, I'm in that group. I'm like, even though I wasn't born in Seattle, like I'm a Seattleite in that way. So it's going to be really fun to to be there with everybody. And, oh yeah, the warriors. I mean, what's to say there's so much fun to watch. I, I think if you hate on the warriors, you're just, you're just a hater. There's really no, it's, it's, there's so much fun to watch the way they play. I would love to play with Draymond. I would love to be in that style. I actually texted Coach Kerr to say congrats. Um, you know, we became friendly at the Olympics, and I'm so happy for Clay. I mean, what an amazing story! And then you you look at, I mean, what's not to love about what they did and what they've accomplished? And of course, Steph, just kind of silencing people, which was ridiculous to, to begin with, in my opinion. Um, so just just a huge congrats to them on their fourth ring. Um, they're knocking on that dynasty door, and I hope they keep doing it. Go
0: back in the room for a couple more. Here we go wrap up. Go ahead. So. Congrats on on everything. In your post announce, you talked about playing this last year, like the little girl um, played her first year. Yeah,
1: took a while to come up with that, too. Thanks. Um,
0: When you think about the journey that you've had, has it even touched your wildest dreams as a youngster?
1: No, um, you know, funny enough, someone the other day asked me like, Oh, what were you ranked coming out of high school? And the truth is, I, I don't remember the number, but I know it wasn't like in the top five. I, I don't even think it was in the top 10. It might've been in the top 15. It definitely was a top 20, but it, it wasn't that high, you know? And I think what I'm really proud of in terms of my basketball legacy is, yeah, I can score a little at times. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a good passer, obviously. What I do, I think it takes people a second to realize they have to like really understand the game to see my impact. And that impact is great. And I think people, when they do realize it and they do see it, it shows you something else in basketball that, that little kids can aspire to be right. You don't have to be the biggest, the tallest. I always joke. I'm like, I'm fast. I'm not the fastest. Definitely not now. I'm pretty quick. I'm not the quickest, right? I'm not jumping over people. I had to find another way. And so um, that to me is like my story. That's a part of my basketball legacy. So, you know, back to the high school ranking, I don't think anybody would have picked me to be the one sitting here now with all the accolades in, you know, going, coming out of high school and going into college, it would have been all the other names that were in there. And there were times early in my career where, I would think about some of the names I played against, and I'd be like, "Wait a minute, I'm the one still doing it. Like, I'm the one on the Olympic team. I'm the one." You know, Um, so I even probably surpassed some of my own goals in that way. Um, But it's been it's been amazing. It's been challenging, and I've said it before. I have no regrets. Christine, go ahead. Post basketball I know you have to shadow DJ company and also coaching. Um, I don't have like specific plans. There's definitely some stuff that has already been brewing that, you know, about whether it is together. I would love to get more involved in that um, because we already have like a lot of exciting stuff on the horizon. Um, So just any chance to use a platform, elevate. Obviously, I'm always going to be a little bit like bent towards the WNBA. I mean, there's no surprise there and women's basketball, but to elevate all female athletes, elevate their voices. um, I look forward to that you know, we actually have a, a, a love is drop coming out soon. So it's really exciting in, in, in that little world, I guess. I mean, this is clothing, getting involved in that, but it's really the message behind it. Um, we have a chance to, with love is that's that's really exciting to, you know, everybody loves to celebrate pride when it's pride month. And a lot of times it's a lot of sad stories being told when you talk about the LGBTQ plus community and the, the trials and tribulations they have to go through. And what we wanna do with Love is, is is obviously highlight those but also celebrate the joy aspect, right? Like the great, the great things we all get to to, 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 to live and, and feel. Um, so that's really exciting. That's coming out. It's called Revolutionary Joy. Um, I'm gonna be doing Peyton's Places this coming year. I'm going to be highlighting a lot of basketball places. Um, so that's exciting. That's all I can think of off the top of my head, but there's more brewing. Um, so yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll stay busy because I know I'm going to miss this. So I better stay busy. <laughs> okay,
0: we'll do one more in here, one more Zoom. Go ahead. Zoom with uh, okay. First time being back together since like the bubble. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, hope you've been doing well. Thanks. Um, can you just recap, you know, how it felt to one play in New York, but also play in front of all your family, friends, and you know, almost turn this away crowd into a home crowd. Yeah.
1: Um, It was really special. It was really special right from warm ups. You know, I mentioned this before, the New York Liberty got my family um, and some of the little ones in my life uh, to come in early so they could watch the teams warm up. So right away, I got to see some familiar faces. And like you said, once I looked in the crowd, there were tons of Seattle jerseys. I saw tons of posters. So of course, thank you to all those fans. Um, And they were definitely cheering for us. And it was just special. The recap is just, it was a special, special day. And to cap it off with a win, you know, normally I'm not big on scoring, but that three-pointer at the end, I will remember that forever. My teammates were making fun of me that I held my follow-through. It was really just because it was bouncing around. It was bouncing around and I knew it needed it. Um, so I really can't say anything else other than it was a special day. And I want to thank everybody who helped make it special. All right.
0: Last one from Jeff Brown on Zoom, then we'll wrap up. Yeah. So uh, prior to the five game road trip, Coach Quinn said that, you know, the goal was obviously to be successful would be to win. You guys go four and one on the road trip. Just mm-hmm. talk about that overall performance.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're obviously thrilled. Four and one on a road trip um, is, is never easy. And, you know, I think what we're all going to take away from it is that, you know, we have that in us. We have the ability to win games, um, you know, when they're tight at the end. And I think the other thing we could take away from it is the team we lost to. I mean, they're, they you know, in a lot of ways, I know Connecticut's kind of been like, you know, always the bride, may never the bride type of a vibe, but they've really set a standard on what it is to be consistent in this league year after year. And they've got chemistry and, you know, sometimes you might look at them and you can't understand, not that you can't understand it. Obviously you understand how they win, but it's not necessarily flashy stuff. They just do their jobs. They play well together and they get it done. So I think losing to a team like that is really has, is going to be good for us down the road. Cause we're going to learn a lot about ourselves going against that type of team. Because like I said, they really have set a standard on, on consistency. Right. Awesome. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Guys.
0: Thank you for making lockdown women's basketball, your first listen every day, but this just in, there is now a lead for men to play basketball, too, professionally. It's called the NBA, and the first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, the draft experts of Locked On NBA bidboard. Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. I'm Howard Meddahl. Thank you for listening to Locked On Women's Basketball. We'll be back with you tomorrow and every weekday. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow the work we're doing on the right-hand side at thenetstoupes.com. Have yourself a wonderful Monday. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.